It's a beautiful weekend this weekend. Graduation season is coming to an end, and so is ordination season. So this past Friday, I was up in Duluth, and they had their priestly ordinations for the Diocese of Duluth. And then yesterday, our diocese had an ordination as well. We uh, ordained three young men to the transitional diaconate. Next summer, these three men will be ordained priests. And two of them are from our area, Deacon uh, Josh Bott from Minneota and Deacon Tanner Tuft from uh, Lind or Ghent, Minneota, that area. And so uh, we pray for these uh, three men. And uh, today it's good to be with you here on Corpus Christi Sunday here at here at uh, St. Mary's. <clears throat> and this weekend is uh, special in so many ways. Uh, yesterday at, the, at our deacon diaconate ordination for our diocese, Bishop Lavore speaked so beautifully on prayer and the importance of making a holy hour, uh, a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament every day. Today we celebrate Corpus Christi Sunday. Today, on Corpus Christi Sunday, we celebrate and we reaffirm our belief in the real presence of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. It's the Eucharist that's the center of our faith. The Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. The Eucharist is kind of the core of where everything else flows from in our beliefs as Catholics. And so today, we... Uh, we um, are able to gather here at this Mass and to receive the Eucharist into our bodies, into our hearts, into our souls. As um, I was uh, going to the, these ordinations, the priestly ordination in Duluth on Friday, and then yesterday the diaconate ordination for our diocese, uh, I was just kind of praying with it, and something that really resonated with me is that uh, vocations flow from the Eucharist. They flow from the Eucharist. We know that without the priest... There is no Eucharist. But I think we can also say that without the Eucharist, there are no vocations. Without the Eucharist, without that time spent in adoration, uh, we, don't, we don't receive any vocations. And I think it's just really beautiful. This corner of the diocese, we've just been really uh, um, uh, developing and cranking out vocations for our diocese. Just these past few years, uh, most of our vocations as priests have come from this corner of the diocese. And so that's something to be proud of uh, uh, between Marshall and Minneota and Cottonwood and Green Valley. Like we're, we're, there's a lot of vocations coming out from this area. And that's, I, th I think that's a testament to uh, um, our faith. Faith in the mystery of the Holy Eucharist is deepened. It's, it's deepened in the proportion of time that we give to the Lord in adoration. And I think it's really, uh, we're so blessed here to have a perpetual adoration chapel at Holy Redeemer in Marshall, just down the road. The Lord's present 24-7. And I come from New Ulm, and in New Ulm we also have a perpetual adoration chapel. But the Lord is always there. He's waiting for us to come to speak to our hearts. And so... Uh, we go to the Lord, and maybe it's not uh, so much of what we say or what we do in adoration, but rather it's what the Lord speaks to us. The Lord speaks to us in the silence. Uh, it's going to the Eucharist that we're refreshed, we're renewed. A well, um, a well never runs dry if it has many sources. And so we go to the Eucharist, we go to the adoration chapel to receive that life-giving water that the Lord 
provides for us. A well never runs dry if it has many sources. And the Eucharist is our source, our source of our faith and our source as um, our, our motivation to keep on living out and witnessing to our faith. One of the, uh, uh, the Lord is always full of surprises. And so he gives us new thoughts and new experiences in our lives as we go before the Blessed Sacrament in the Adoration Chapel. He, the Lord uh, always gives us new ideas, full of surprises. One of my favorite authors is Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Archbishop Fulton Sheen, he's wrote many, 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 many books. Um, for those of you who were still alive or were, um, are still living when he was alive in this world, he, uh, during his lifetime, he had a radio show and he'd, he'd talk um, about different aspects of our faith. And so Archbishop Fulton Sheen, he was Archbishop in New York for many years, but he's originally from Peoria, Illinois, and I believe that's where he's laid to rest uh, today. But Archbishop Fulton Sheen, during his entire life, he would make a daily holy hour, an hour, one hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament in the, in the chapel. And his devotion uh, to the Holy Eucharist um, was constant throughout his life. He... Uh, so he actually passed away during his holy hour. They came to find him in his private chapel uh, before the Blessed Sacrament. But I, th I think uh, his motivation to begin a daily holy hour was really beautiful. It began when he, he heard about a story from China when uh, um, the Communist Party was kind of ruling over China. And uh, um, it began with this story about communist soldiers in China breaking into a church, and they would uh, smash the doors of a tabernacle, and they uh, dumped a ciborium of hosts on the floor. They ransacked the church and then later deserted this church. And in this village in China, there was a young girl who had always come to this church to pray every day. And she knew that this was dangerous. And so she would go to the church late at night when no one else was around. And the next time she came to this church, she saw 32 sacred consecrated hosts littered on the floor, on the ground of the church. And every night she would come back to this church night after night after night. And each night she would get down on her knees and do an hour of adoration. She'd adore the hosts on the ground. And then each night she would consume a host um, until the very last night. The very last night she did an hour of adoration. And then she, uh, as she was finishing up her hour of adoration, she consumed the last host on the ground. And just as she consumed Jesus in the Eucharist that very last night, then there was a shot that rang out in the empty church and her body went limp and collapsed to the ground. The girl just received her viaticum as a communist soldier discovered what she was doing, and her life was taken for the, uh, because of the Eucharist. It was this story which inspired Archbishop Fulton Sheen to increase his Eucharistic devotion, to make a daily holy hour, to spend time in front of Jesus. When we go to the Adoration Chapel, it's just not navel-gazing or staring at a wall, but rather there's a, there's a person in front of us. There's a person in front of us, and he speaks to us. And so when we come to adoration, uh, it might seem awkward at first. We might not know what to say or do, but it's really, it's just you and Jesus. You and Jesus just share kind of uh, what's going on in your life. 
the graces that the Lord has given you, the struggles in your life. Uh, maybe it's things going on in your life that you just want to share with Jesus. Um, I always uh, compare adoration, going to pray, like going into surgery. You just got to show up and get on the operating table, and the doctor does the rest. Uh, in adoration, we do the same. We just show up, and Jesus does it. Jesus does the rest. Um, and sometimes uh, it's happened more than once. Uh, maybe uh, we fall asleep in adoration, but that's okay. The disciples fell asleep as well. And Jesus is that heart doctor. Every time we go to adoration, every time we go to pray, Jesus is working on our hearts. And sometimes the, the doctor has to put us under uh, in surgery. He, he gives us anesthesia. And the, and the same is with prayer. Sometimes the Lord lets us fall asleep because he, he has to work on our heart. And so today we gather at this Mass. We come to the well of this life-giving water. And we, become, we uh, come to be refreshed and to leave here uh, knowing that Jesus dwells in us. Jesus dwells in our hearts. He dwells in our souls. And we allow the Lord to work on our hearts today. And so whatever weights we're carrying around or whatever baggage might be in our life, we just come here to the Eucharistic altar today and we just leave it at the feet of Jesus. We leave it here. And we can go with confidence and a deep faith to Holy Communion today because it's the Lord who gives us himself, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. And it's by receiving Holy Communion at every Mass that we, we make a pledge. We, we make a pledge that we uh, desire and we hope for that eternal life. At every Mass, when the priest or deacon mingles the uh, wine and the water as he's setting the altar, there's a beautiful prayer, he says. He says this silently. He says, By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share our humanity. We desire to share that divinity. To reign with God means to serve with God. And so Jesus humbled himself as a servant to share in our own human nature. And we hope and we're promised that by Jesus himself, that if we remain faithful to the end, we will reign with him in heaven. And so we come here uh, with open hearts, receptive to the grace that the Lord desires to give us. May the heart of Jesus in the most blessed sacrament of the altar be praised, adored, and loved with grateful affection at every moment in all the tabernacles of the world, even to the end of time.